You see how media and hysteria and nonsense spreads? Much like the monkeypox virus. I'm, I've, re- I've been reading for fucking like five minutes or now. And they haven't even said what the fuck the symptoms are. As if every walking person knows what the fuck the monkeypox is. If it's anything like the chicken pox, it could suck my dick. I beat it. I beat the chicken pox, motherfucker. I got the scars to prove it. There's a little fucking chicken pox scar from when I was like fucking seven. You know, some bitch in the neighborhood. She was like crazy. And she like invited our family over to, their, to, our, to her house for like dinner. Come over to our house for dinner. We'd love to see you. She invites the kids over to the house for dinner. Turns out her kids had the chicken pox. And she was doing us a favor by getting it to us, you know? Because apparently with the chicken pox, once you get it, um, then you're immune to it. It's kind of like a herd immunity or a, you know, it's kind of like an inborn uh, vaccination or whatever, you know? Once you catch the chicken pox, apparently you can't catch it again. You know, so if I, I've had the chicken pox, like I said, that crazy bitch in my neighborhood when I was a kid, she invited our family over there and spread the chicken pox to us. So we had the chicken pox. I got the scars to prove it. So if the monkey pox is anything like the chicken pox, it could suck my chicken dick, my monkey chicken dick. All right. Fuck right off. Getting real fed up with this fear mongering. Anyway, I digress. All right, I'm coming out. Let me yell sons of bitches try to stop me. I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. Kill your wife, your children. I'm going to burn your whole house down. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. You ask yourself one question. You feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? <laughs> Monkey box. I got a rash on my banana. I got a rash on my banana. I got a rash on my banana. I got the monkey pox. My banana's got a rash on it. Viruses have a way of jumping up and biting you in the ass if they're underfunded. We need to fund the monkey pox research. And as they said, it's not very severe. Sounds like that shit that... It sounds like a fucking bean that you order... A brew that you order at Starbucks. You know? Can I get a... uh, Grande... Congo? No, give me a Grande West African monkeypox, would you? No problem. What's your name? How do you spell that? (laughs) We're gonna write it on your fucking cup. Yo, 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 Wagwan, ladies and gentlemen. It's your old chuckle buddy. I guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan, reporting live for duty on this magnificent May 21st in the year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Hey, folks. Howdy. Howdy, folks. How you doing? Yo, so um, if you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, this is a show where I bitch, wine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self. Y'all the dear listener. Y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. Much obliged. My twin soul. I mean, I'll say whatever I have to say. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, my own website, Janathan, pronounced Janathan, dash ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please. Would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know who truly is. Much obliged. 
Thank you kindly, ma'am. Elevator going up. I could have been like a fucking elevator boy back in the fucking 1910s. Going up. Fourth floor, miss. Much obliged. <laughs> Loving this hat. This pork pie getup on my head. You've seen it before. If you're an avid viewer to Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, you know how I feel when I bust it out. I feel like busting loose. Gonna busting loose. Ow. You know how I get when I got this motherfucking pork pie hat on my head? Y'all know. Feeling pretty groovy today. So let's jump right into it. Monkeypox. Monkeypox. This is the latest news in the post-pandemic world. They're never going to let us go. I've been spitting this from the start. Yo, weekly, monthly, yearly, till these dumb motherfuckers see clearly. COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and gain control for whatever nefarious reason. Now, I don't know what that reason is, but if it's a reason, it's nefarious, all right. Hey, there's something awfully squooey going on around here. Uh, oh, that wascoey Wuhan wabbit. There's something awfully squooey going on around here. Awfully screwy, you know? So, um, monkey smocks, punk po- monkey pox, monkey smocks. Let's get into it. Let's see what all the hubbub's about, you know? This is an article from uh, cbcnews.ca. Monkeypox outbreaks in Canada and worldwide signal shift in a behavior of viruses. <gasps> the shift. What are you talking about? The shift in this? That what? Who's what? You know, when was the last time a virus spoke to you? Uh, just to let you know, Mr. Virus speaking. Mr. Virus speaking. Just want to let you know that I'm going to be making a shift. I'm a virus. Going to let the public know. Making a shift. Mr. Virus here. Signals a shift in what? You fucking ignoramus. What? Just making up stuff. To get you scared to death, glued to the tube. Or the cell phone, smartphone in this day and age. Anyway. Monkeypox outbreaks in Canada and worldwide signal shift in behavior of virus. <coughs> Canada's entire population is susceptible, says top official. As the world races to understand more about rapidly emerging monkeypox outbreaks, the spread in which cases are being discovered signals a major shift in the behavior of virus and its ability to spread from person to person unnoticed. I mean, I'm not exactly the world's sharpest crayon in the box, but um, I think I would notice if I had the monkeypox. I don't even know what the hell the monkey pox are. That's why I got to read this article, but I'm pretty fucking sure I would know. You know? How do you how do you catch something called the monkey pox and, and go unnoticed? See them monkey poxes across your face, boy? You got the monkey pox. I want a banana. I want a banana. Five cases of monkeypox have been confirmed in Quebec and Canada's chief public health officer said Friday 
Provinces are continuing to investigate a couple dozen possible cases throughout Canada, with more likely to be confirmed in the days and weeks ahead. The World Health Organization, who are you? Who? The World Health Organization said Friday there are currently about 80 confirmed cases worldwide, and another 50 pending investigation and more likely to be reported as global surveillance expands. That made the news? 80 fucking idiots caught the monkeypox? That made World Health Organization news? Worldwide news? Give me a break. You know, can you loosen the reins a little bit in this post-pandemic world? You know what the game is. They want to control you indefinitely. Listen to us. Consider us. Watch us. The monkey pox. 80 people have it. Whatever it is and how. All right, let me continue reading this, you know. I'm not paranoid. All right. West and Central Africa typically see thousands of endemic cases reported annually. And endemic, by the way, means like, according to my Wikipedia research, an endemic is something that is like here to stay, ongoing. Something that is known but continues. And we live with it and we address it like the common flu or a cold. Like we, that's endemic. It's like an ongoing thing that we know and we treat and we live with. And if that's wrong, go find your own fucking information. We live in a world where you got to think for yourself, folks. I can't fucking save you from everything. I might be able to spare you a chuckle or two here and there, but I can't fix your fucking life. (laughs) So if I got that definition wrong, tough titty, kiddo. I mean, I don't know everything, but if it's an endemic, that means it ain't no fucking big deal, in other words. Okay. Typically see thousands of, West and Central Africa typically see thousands thousands of endemic cases reported annually, but monkeypox cases outside of Africa are rare and largely tied to travel. Fucking racists. What sets this global outbreak apart in is the rise in cases with no known travel origin. The global, the global spread is concerning. That's not nothing that we are particularly used to with monkeypox, said some fucking dickhead from the University of Manitoba, assistant professor of viral pathogenesis and Canada Research Chair of Emerging Viruses, has researched monkeypox. What we're seeing right now is unprecedented. We have uh, multiple geographic locations across the globe and are reporting cases. What is the epidemiological link between these cases? Is there anything that is related back to changes within the virus? Question mark. Is monkeypox mutating? Teenage mutant monkeypox? Is... Monkeypox mutating? Kawabanga. There are two main strains of clads of monkeypox. Okay, this might be interesting to know. There are two main strains or clads of monkeypox. The Congo strain, which is more severe, with up to 10% mortality, and the West African strain, which has a fatality rate of about 1%. So there are two strains or clads of monkeypox. The Congo strain and the West African strain. That sounds like a fucking coffee bean blend from Starbucks, doesn't it? Hi, sir. Can I take your order? Uh, Can I get a vente? uh, uh, Just give me a vente... uh, What's that fucking one? The one that I always get. The Vente... What the bumbleclut fuck? I don't know. Just give me a Vente Congo blend, would you? Sorry, sir. We're out of that clad. Would you like the West African strain? Yeah, give me the give me a Vente West African, would you? 
and the keys to the bathroom. No! Get that black man out of here. He's got the monkey box, and he wanted to use the bathroom. Ah! That was an old uh, Starbucks racism, black people can't use the bathroom gag from like circa 2018 or some shit. Anyway. There's always that question of, have things changed, said, or that dildo from the University of Manitoba. What you're going to hear, certainly, over the next few weeks is a lot of information coming from, coming forth from people that have been looking specifically at samples from these patients and determining whether or not anything is different. So far, we haven't seen severe cases or fatal cases. Blubbly blubbly blah, an epidemiologist, whatever the hell, an epidemiologist at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health and co-director of its Center for Communicable Diseases, Dynamics, said the strain looks closely related, related to what has circulated in West Africa in 2018, but more research is needed. It's certainly behaving differently in the sense that it's much more widespread. Because up until very recently, there had been a handful of countries outside of Africa to which it had been introduced, he told CBC News. There's obviously something different going on here. Now, what's going now? What's making the difference is currently unknown. A blah, 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 some idiot said the current strain of monkeypox circulating in at least 11 countries, including Canada, appears to be more transmissible with a reproductive number likely above one given that the global outbreak is continuing to grow in unknown size. But cases may also have been quietly spreading under the surface, surface for months. As soon as places started looking for it, they found it, which suggests not that it's spreading very fast, but that it's been there for some time, in relatively large numbers, he said. Once you start targeting your testing at those distinctive lesions, you start to find it. The genome sequence from one of the first monkeypox cases identified in Portugal was uploaded Friday after the sample was received on May 4th, but it's very reasonable to suspect the outbreak considerably predates that case. So I guess the first genome sequence of monkeypox was identified in Portugal, which was uploaded Friday after the sample was received on May 4th. So that's the first genome sequence of monkeypox. To date, I guess monkeypox has always existed, but it's becoming a issue or some shit globally at the moment. We don't know the true number of cases, but I think that it's important to bear in mind that this could have been transmitted or had been transmitting for months and not have been noticed, he said. Human behavior has also flitted back and forth between some fairly extreme states the last few years, and now we are in a position where, where this virus is likely finding it more easy to transmit. What? Human behavior has been flitting back and forth between some fairly extreme states the last few years. What are you? Are you suggesting people fuck monkeys? You calling me a monkey fucker, buddy? <laughs> How is it being transmitted? Canada's chief public health official, Diddly Dildo, said Friday that the genomic sequencing is currently being done at the National Microbiology Lab in Winnipeg to confirm any more cases in the days and weeks ahead. We don't really know the extent to which the spread has occurred in Canada. That's under active investigation, fucking idiot said during a news conference Friday. So far, we do know that not many of these individuals are connected to travel to Africa, where the disease is usually seen. So this is usually... So far, we know that not many of these individuals are connected to travel to Africa, where the disease is usually seen. So this is unusual, to see this many cases reported in different countries outside of Africa. 
At the beginning of any outbreak, experts need to cast a net wide to try to understand the transmission routes of the virus, adding much remains unknown about this unusual situation. There's probably been some hidden chains of transmission that could have occurred for quite a number of weeks, given the global situation that we're seeing right now, she said. Most people have traveled, so how is it being transmitted? Pardon me. Most people haven't traveled, so how is it being transmitted? Dildo, dildy, dildy, dildo, dildo bar says the most important factor in determining if an outbreak like this is controllable is whether symptoms occur before or after a person becomes infectious. If a person is infectious before they develop symptoms, it's very hard to control, he said. With pox viruses, classically, that is not the case. So a person develops the rash and it is at that point that they become infectious. Okay, so with the pox viruses, it's classically, classically, it is not the case. So a person develops the rash and it is at that point that they become infectious. So I guess once you develop the rash, that's when you become infectious. At that moment, at the moment, we don't know what's the case with this. But we have every reason to suspect that not that it would be. But we have every reason to suspect that it would be, but that it would be, but we still need to have it confirmed. Blah, 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 blah. Change in spread between humans. Another unusual characteristic of the monkeypox cases currently spreading around the world is the absence of transmission directly from animals to humans. There's been very little evidence of human-to-human transmission, certainly outside of Africa, until now, Dildo said. It looks, and by the way, Dildo isn't the person's last name, I'm just calling them a Dildo. Uh... It looks very much as if this is a lineage which has evolved and the ability for human-to-human transmission. How? I don't know. Where? I have no idea. Dildo says another concern is patients who unknowingly develop mild symptoms but could still be infectious and may not realize they are at risk. And what's so fucking hilarious is, as much as I've been talking, they haven't even said what the fuck the symptoms are. You see how media and hysteria and nonsense spreads much like the monkeypox virus i'm i've re- i've been reading for fucking like 5 minutes or now and they haven't even said what the fuck the symptoms are as if every walking person knows what the fuck the monkeypox is if it's anything like the chickenpox it could suck my dick i beat it i beat the chickenpox motherfucker i got the scars to prove it there's a little fucking chickenpox scar from when i was like fucking 7 you know, some bitch in the neighborhood, she was like crazy and she like invited our family over to, their, to our to her house for like dinner. Come over to our house for dinner. We'd love to see you. She invites the kids over to the house for dinner. Turns out her kids had the chicken pox and she was doing us a favor by getting it to us, you know, because apparently with the chicken pox, once you get it, um, then you're immune to it. It's kind of like a herd immunity or a you know it's kind of like an inborn uh vaccination or whatever you know once you catch the chicken pox apparently you can't catch it again you know so if i i've had the chicken pox like i said that crazy bitch in my neighborhood when i was a kid she invited our family over there and spread the chicken pox to us so we had the chicken pox. I got the scars to prove it. So if the monkey pox is anything like the chicken pox, it could suck my chicken dick. My monkey chicken dick. All right? Fuck right off. Getting real fed up with this fear mongering. Anyway, I digress. I digress, folks. Sorry about that.
Another unusual characteristic of the monkeypox cases currently spreading around the world is the absence of transmission directly from animals to humans. There's been very little evidence of human-to-human transmission, certainly outside of Africa, until now. It's very much as if this is a lineage which has evolved the ability for human-to-human transmission. How, I don't know. Where, I have no idea. Another concern is patients who unknowingly develop mild symptoms but could still be infectious and may not realize they are at risk to others. And at this point, oh wait, I'm almost there at the end. Some virologist and researcher from the University of Saskatchewan's Vaccine and Infectious Disease Organization says monkeypox usually spreads through close contact and inhalation, although not a readily as viruses like SARS-CoV-2. Whatever the fuck that is. Is that SARS and COVID in one? I don't know. But it can also spread by direct indirect contact, she says. That means that there is a lot of opportunities potentially to spread it within situations where people are in prolonged close contact. Every reason to be concerned about containment. There are numerous ways monkeypox outbreaks can be contained through classic epidemiological measures such as contact tracing, isolating people who were infected, and quarantining those who may have been exposed. Failing that, we do have a vaccine, she said. We also have drugs that could be deployed that would certainly help in containment. Deputy Chief Public Health Officer (laughs) said Friday that since Canada stopped smallpox vaccination campaigns in the early 1970s, those under 50 would would not have any protection, while older Canadians' immunity was likely waned, has likely waned. Generally, the entire population is susceptible to monkeypox. British health authorities took a bold step this week and moved to offer smallpox vaccines, which are different, which are somewhat effective against monkeypox, to some healthcare workers and contacts who may have been exposed using a so called ring vaccination strategy. There's every reason to be concerned about the capacity for containment, not least because of the fact that the weight of the containment is going to depend upon the vaccines and every very... And the larger problem comes the worst opposition that are starting... I'm just so disheartened by this world we live in. I've been reading and reading and reading and there's been barely information. Barely information. I mean, the only saving grace is I think I'm doing a pretty funny job of relating this horror, the monkeypox, to y'all. But I mean, there's been no information in this. What the fuck is this? And the larger the problem becomes, the worse the position that we're starting from. So I think it's quite unlikely to be easily containable, but it wouldn't say that it's roll up the sleeves and go to work. Canada has been tight-lipped on the stockpile of smallpox vaccines despite purchasing more than 30 million U.S. worth of it last year. That is expected to be delivered in 2023. Okay, so like in six months to a year, we can get the vaccine for smallpox that the outbreak is apparently going on right now. Ottawa said Friday it was exploring ring vaccination with the World Health Organization and the UK health officials. One thing in which we are different from COVID is that that we have a vaccine. We don't necessarily have as much of it as we would like, but we have a vaccine. We don't need to be terrified about the particular future. It doesn't mean that we've got it where it needs to be, but it does mean that we're starting from a completely different place. The emergence of global monkeypox outbreaks underscores the need to fund and stay on top of previous threats. The research has been underfunded for ages. 
I don't think that public health authorities have been paying it very much mind, he said. And that just goes to show you that if you turn your back on a virus, it can jump up and bite you on the ass. That's how they end the article. If you turn your back on a virus, it can jump up and bite you on the ass. What a very riveting and informative article. And I love how it summed it all up at the very end. Scare you to death and fucking pay us. This is a fluff piece to fund dead, dormant diseases. The monkeypox, smallpox. They're being underfunded. It's a push for funding. Disclaimer, folks. I am what you see I am. A podcaster, a comedian, a media personality. Take my word for what it is. Go out and do your own health research. But what I'm seeing is that this is a fraud, a sham, and a phony. A phony baloney. There ain't nothing to even be thinking about. It's too early yet. They said 80 cases have been confirmed worldwide. From what I got from that fluff piece, apparently monkeypox doesn't spread beyond West Africa and the Congo. Those two particular strains doesn't typically go outside of Africa unless there are some traveling situations where the spreading is occurring. And also, testing is not exactly widespread. So, if you're not being tested for monkeypox, how would you know if you have it? So that's another thing that might affect the numbers. But what I got from that article is um, basically... Monkeypox can be inhaled. It can be spread by close contact. It is something that can be treated with a smallpox vaccine. It is fairly low in severity. That's what I got from that article. They still didn't tell me what the fucking um, symptoms of monkeypox is. You think you might mention that in an article about monkeypox. But let me look it up here. Symptoms of monkeypox. You grow a tail. Start fucking... Like fucking Goku and fucking Dragon Ball Z. Do you grow a tail and start eating bananas and, you know, jerking yourself off with your feet? Symptoms of monkeypox. Monkeypox disease symptoms always involve the characteristic characteristic rash, regardless of whether there is disseminated rash. I don't even know what that word means. Disseminated? I'm not looking it up. Monkeypox disease symptoms always involve the characteristic rash, regardless of whether there is disseminated rash. There is a Whatever the fuck. Historically, the rash has been preceded by a prodrome. Whatever the Suck my dick. Whatever the fuck that means. Preceded by fever, lymphadenopathy, and often other non-specific symptoms such as malaise, headache, and muscle aches. So the symptoms of monkeypox are fever, malaise, headache, and muscle aches, and the characteristic rash, the hallmark characteristic rash. Spread by inhalation, close contact, it's relatively severe, and it could be treated with a smallpox vaccine, apparently, and other vaccines. Again, go and uh, check out your own health measures. I'm just a, you know, shithead singing for my supper over here. But I say it's a phony, phony baloney sham. That article laid it out quite clearly. 
Viruses have a way of jumping up and biting you in the ass if they're underfunded. We need to fund the monkeypox research. And as they said, it's not very severe. Sounds like that shit that... It sounds like a fucking bean that you order... A brew that you order at Starbucks. You know? Can I get a... uh, Grande Congo? No, give me a Grande West African monkeypox, would you? No problem. What's your name? How do you spell that? <laughs> We're going to write it on your fucking cup. So, I don't know. Hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com What do you think about the monkeypox? Is it just a sham to keep you feared and glued into the news cycle and for these pharmaceutical companies and research companies and governmental agencies to siphon, to suck money out of the public. We need to fund every stupid thing on the face of the earth if it's revolving around science, right? Or else we'll have another case of the COVID-19 pandemic, pandemonium, mumbo jumbo. Notice how that just kind of went away. Seems to be just going away. Seems to be no big deal. We got to focus on Ukraine. We got to focus on, um, uh, you know, anything but uh, the fact that we've been lied to. We're constantly being, you know, hoodwinked and given the old bums rush about what the hell's going on in the world we live in. It's a phony baloney sham, mumbo jumbo. Hey, there's something awfully squooey going on around here. Awfully squooey. Hit me up, folks. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Quick sip of water, boss. Don't mind me, boss. Yeah. And in line with that, like, you know, phony baloney, fake mumbo-jumbo, fear-mongering and pandering, um... And how, you know, the powers that be use um, their powers to their advantage, whether it be in medical research and just the basic fuckery of politics. I recently watched a film like last night, um, Absolute Power, starring, produced, and directed by Clint Eastwood. Which one of you sons of bitches holds this shithole? That would be me. Are you little Bill? There was about a time in this world where I shot and killed damn near anything that moved. Now I'm coming here to kill you, little Bill. Why are you doing this? I don't deserve it. Deserve's got nothing to do with it. Oh, I'll see you in hell, William Money. William Money, the bank robber that shot and killed the stock coach train robbery of 1842? Oh, I'll see you in hell, William Money! Yeah. All right, I'm coming out. Any of y'all sons of bitches try to stop me? I'm gonna shoot you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. Kill your wife, your children. I'm gonna burn your whole house down. Clint Eastwood. You ask yourself one question. You feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? You know? I love me, my Clint Eastwood. Anyway. Um, absolute power. It's a film about um, a burglar who 
in the midst of a botched burglary, witnesses the President of the United States murder a woman. <gasps> Absolute power. And the cover-up and the abuse of power that goes with it. And I'm telling you, folks, it was a quite entertaining little romp. All-star cast. Let me give it to you. Who's in the film? The cast. Of course, you know, you got my man, Clint Eastwood. You got Gene Hackman. <laughs> Talk about typecast. He's like a fucking woman beater, a fucking rapist, a fucking... <laughs> That's like what he's that's what he seems to be portrayed in in every Clint Eastwood movie, Unforgiven, Absolute Power, but great actor, Gene Hackman. Ed Harris, you know, phenomenal. Uh Glengarry Glen Ross, Pollock, The Hours. Laura Linney, classic white chick, you know. She's like that um like the white man's dream woman, Laura Linney. <laughs> Got Laura Linney. I think she's in Ozark. I've heard great things. I must uh, check out that um, series. Laura Linney. Judy Davis. She's a real bitch in this movie. Holy cow. Cold-blooded. Got Kimberly Lynn Eastwood. I think that's his daughter. Not going to pry into his personal affairs. Then you got Mallory, Mallory Hardin. Then you got Scott Glenn from uh, Silence of the Lambs. Plays that FBI director to Agent Clara Starling. You know, old fava beans. Then you got Allison Eastwood. Again, that might be his daughter. I'm not going to pry into it. And here's a throwback classic. E.G. Marshall from the CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents I'm E.G. Marshall. E.G. Marshall, classic uh, radio actor, film actor, and um, television actor. He did a very interesting program called The Defenders, I believe. Let me quickly look that up because it is really good. You can catch it on YouTube. I'm sure you could buy it somewhere for download. Um, the Defenders. And he plays like a, a lawyer who he defends uh, his clients so he's always on the defense from like murderers to, you know, drunk driving charges to this to that. These issues that come up in society, you know, someone's accused of being a embezzler, um, you know, a wife beater, a murderer, a, a thief, all sorts of things. The defenders. And it's about, you know, just the law and your rights to be defended, I guess. Uh, the Defenders. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. What's the new one? There's a new one, too, by Marvel. I don't know what the hell that's about. Uh, 19. Yeah. Yeah. The Defenders. It's a drama. In 1961. That's when it, uh, that's the time period. When it was shot. Very good, E.G. Marshall. Thought I'd give a shout out to that, you know? So he's in it as well. Then you got... Who else is in there? And this is the cast of um, Absolute Power. Dennis Haysbert. Are you in good hands? That's all states stand. Are you in good hands? You know? Then you got Richard Jenkins. This guy's been in... Fucking, he's like one of them character actors. He's been like everything. Richard Jenkins, he's pretty cool. And um, Mark Morgalis, you know, 
He's that guy that gets uh, popped in the head by Antonio Montana, a political refugee from Cuba. And I want my human right, right now. Like the president, Jimmy Carter, say. How are you going to get scarred like that eating pussy, man? You know what your problem is? You don't have enough fun in your life. Why don't you get a job? Work with blind kids. Anything beats laying around all day waiting for me to come fuck you. I'll tell you that much. Fly Pelican. You know in Scarface when Tony Montana pops that fucking... I guess like Brazilian hitman when they're driving in the... I don't know, they're in that sedan and they're driving to blow up one of those... um, one of those spokespeople on the war against drugs. He's out to like blow up a war against drugs activist. And then he sees that the activist is with his wife and children. And Tony's like, you think I'm going to shoot a little girl? I don't like that. You think I'm going to shoot a kid? I never shoot a kid. You die. I told you, motherfucker. Now look at you. He shoots that fucking guy. He says, a little bit closer, Tony. A little bit closer. Almost there, buddy. Underly, underly, underly. Mama, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's happening now? Closer. You know, he's about to blow that motherfucker up. He's also in um, Breaking Bad. He plays that deaf, dumb, mute motherfucker in the wheelchair. Dinging the bell. Ding, ding, ding. Closer, Tony, a little closer, underly, underly, mama, yeah, yeah, oh, what's happening now? Mark Margolis, that's that guy's name, that actor. And Penny Johnson, you know. Uh, I know her from the Larry Saunders show, Larry Sanders show. And, uh, yeah, she's a good actress. The Larry Sanders Show, yeah. So, all-star cast, absolute power, Clint Eastwood. Definitely worth a check out. It's on Netflix at the moment. Um, <laughs> there's a couple funny things in there, though, that, uh, you know, I just, you know, would like to make mention. Um, you know, it just goes to show you the times, how they change and how jokes are just so... The line of joke and wet blanket. It's just so... Like, I mean, this movie's from 1997. And there's a moment in the film where, you know, the Laura Linney character, she plays his daughter in the film. Clint Eastwood's daughter in the film, she plays. And she's sitting at a cafe, and this Asian waiter walks up on her. Well, hello, miss. Hello. Hello, 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 miss. Hey, hello. Oh, can I take your order, miss? She's like, uh, no, I don't need anything. Oh, you? Hello? Hi, hello? You have to order? You have to order? I got to order? Hi, hi, you miss order? She's like, uh, fuck, I don't know, whatever, I'll... I'll order something later. He goes, okay, thank you. Yeah. And he, like, fucks off, right? The waiter? and But she's being surveillanced by the police... And the Secret Service. So like the detective turns to the Secret Service. The Ed Harrison character. Ed Harris character. Turns to the Secret Service and goes. Hey do you think that's him? Disguised as a Chinaman? (laughs) Hey do you think that's him? Disguised as a Chinaman? (laughs) That's the type of shit that would. Be in front news of Variety Fair today. You know. They made a Chinaman joke. Uh. I don't know. Thought it was worthy of mention. Also, classic uh, Clint line. Why, he's always my darling, my sweetheart. He can't do nothing wrong to me. Don't give a fuck. He's just cut from a different cloth, from a different time. A time when people had grit. You know, some cojones. People weren't so thin-skinned about things. People were Chinamen. People were, um, you know, wasps. People were Negroes. People were... Italians, people were, you know, you know, um, Irish, people were fucking, you know, Indian. 
And people didn't get all wet blanket about what the fuck it was. You just was where you was. He comes from that different time. Clint. That's why I love him. He's my darling. I don't give a shit what he says. But I do, in a good way, love what he says. He had a classic line in there. So it's all about um, the president murdering a woman and him witnessing it as the burglar. He's like hiding in the safe room. And there's like a two-way mirror. Apparently, this two-way mirror was for the owner of the house to watch his wife get fucked like a real cuckold. He would just like sit in this room and watch her get fucked through the two-way mirror by some Joe Bosmo, right? So anyways, Clint's in the chair and he's he's watching the president of the United States like having rough sex with this fucking hussy, slapping her around and shit. Shit gets a little too real. And the president winds up killing the bitch, right? And then like Clint Eastwood, a couple days later, he's like watching TV and he sees the president giving a news conference about the situation because the murdered woman was apparently the wife of a very prominent businessman and also a friend of the president. So the president's up there, hypocritical fucking hoopla, like most politicians espouse. He's up there giving the rhetoric this is an unthinkable crime. We're going to do something about this. Get to the bottom of this. There's going to be inquiries made and a change in this nation. We're going to change the face of crime. And Clint Eastwood, right? He's sitting there and he goes, You heartless whore. No, I'm not going to run from you. <laughs> you heartless whore. He calls Gene Hackman's character, the president, Calls him a heartless whore. And um, I'm not gonna, I'm not about to run from you, you heartless whore. That's why I love Clint Eastwood. The grit, the cojones of that man. Love him. So absolute power. Definitely check her out when you get the chance. And that's on um, Netflix recently enough. Yeah. Water break, boss. Quick sip of water, balls. Don't mind me now, balls. Much obliged. <clears throat> Gotta love it. So, this seems like a good time to wrap her up, you know? It was a interesting pod. Um, I'm still reeling from that monkeypox uh, blurb I did there. I mean, I don't know. In this post-pandemic world, it seems like any chance to get you hyped up, hysterical, into their pockets of power, they're going to take. And... We have a duty and a due diligence and an obligation in this day and age to search out the truth as it pertains to our own lives and to move forward with the information that we have and to assert our individual power as um, citizens, as tax-paying citizens and civilians worldwide. These dildos aren't these omnipotent beings that live in an ivory tower and command with the omnipotence of God? No. They're dickheads and doorknobs in business suits and business woman suits that every lunch hour squat down into a mahogany wood bathroom stall to shout out a dump, a $35 shit ticket that we paid for on the tax dollar taxpayer dime. These dildo ignoramuses don't know a damn thing. Type of shit that makes you sick to your stomach. But I digress. As I, as I am also a paranoid um, political babbler, I am also a actor extraordinaire. That's being in the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it. Um, what I'm... Uh, working with right now is um, 
fitness. I'm a fit motherfucker, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Feeling pretty groovy. Been running, been working out, been doing my thing. And um, that's a part of any career. I'd like to make emphasis of. Um, that's the best health insurance you can. Fitness and consciousness and awareness of your health. And what I'm trying to do to stay vital and young and, you know, I'm doing my fitness, you know, like uh, to the best I can at the moment. And I'm trying to hearken back to my boyhood. I try to keep in that mindset of like, you know, when you're a kid and you just the energy to go bound and play and run and do this and do that. And you're at the park and you're bike riding, then you're hiking and you're here, you're there. I'm trying to connect with that and stay out of my head. Be more connected to my body when I'm doing my workouts. Because as they say, sports is like 90% mental. You can get into your head sometimes. And that's like the newfound respect that I'm starting to have for like the artistry of sport. You know, like I'm not a particularly athletic man. I'm fit. I work out. I do push-ups, sit-ups, jog. I was, you know, I, I played childhood, boyhood sports, but I never, wasn't really my ting, you know? More of like a drunkard and shit like that. But, you know, I wouldn't call myself particularly athletic. So I'm starting to see the beauty in the art of motion, the poetry in motion of athletes and like the effect that the mental prowess has on physical activity. I mean, people think that, oh, look at these basketball players and football players and hockey players, these jock idiots who just run to and fro and like, think of the... the mental fortitude it takes to complete an intense jog. Have you ever went jogging and you've tried to be intense about it? Like, I'm going to push myself. I'm going to cover some ground. I'm going to make some strides. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to push it. The mental fortitude when, you know, your mind just be playing games on you. Like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. You could be sleeping in. You could be chilling out. You could be relaxing. Why are you running in the streets? The mental fortitude it takes to preserve a f- active, healthy life. Imagine the mental fortitude it takes to be like a boxer, to train, to get up, answer the bell, round after round after round. The mental fortitude it takes to be like a basketball player, running back and forth. Wind sprinting back and forth, chasing a basketball, passing it around, jumping around. You know, muscling through a defense to hit a layup, dunking. You know, football. You're in the scrum. Or is that rugby? Or is that a scrotum? You're in the ruck? (laughs) What is that? You're in the, like I said, I'm a thespian actor. I don't really watch football. But, you know, you're in the huddle. You're in the fucking, I don't know. You're in the, uh, I don't know, square dance line. And you're ready to fucking throw that fucking 40-footer or whatever the hell. And you're dodging tackles and you're running down the sidelines i mean think of the mental fortitude it takes to do that you know so that's kind of what i've been thinking about because you know the mental fortitude to preserve and be fit is very important in a career and as an actor extraordinaire i'm exploring that with great relish and i'm trying to harken back to my boyhood days of just You know, let the body do its thing and get out of the head because, you know, physical activity is very mental and it's very good for the mental. Health, that is. Hallelujah. 
So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramtaran, actor extraordinaire. Yeah. And I am also a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Yeah. Stand-up comic. What's on my mind regarding that this week is a saying that I heard in my theater days. Back in the day when I was taking musical theater, I had a drama coach who gave me these very wise words. Mr. Ken Brown. He was speaking to the class, and he had mentioned, when it comes to art, do you love the art in you, or do you love yourself in the art? Do you see the difference? Do you love the art in you, or do you love yourself in the art? Because when you love the art in you, it's inherent, it's inborn. It's another day at the office. It's an opportunity. It's a blessing. It's a gift. Ain't much to fucking think about. You just do your thing. You're in your own element. And that's very important to me. As a stand-up comedian extraordinaire, you know, and as a performer in general, to love the art in me. Because these are such trying times with pandemic and the ever-changing landscape of media and censorship of expression, comedy being under attack, the rise of the woke mobs who pretend like they've never even passed a bowel movement in their life. And if they do, they apologize for it profusely. It was so unthinking of me and unaware of the climate to take a dump unbeknownst to the effect that passing a shit through my intestine would have on the thrones of people who are offended by other people shitting. These are times we live in. People are nutcases. And then you got like these woke mobs trying to silence and censor comics and there's an attack on comedy where people are getting ambushed and bum-rushed on stage. So in these times, man, I'm looking to love the art in me versus myself in the art. What people think of what I do or say, how the followers are connecting, the numbers, the multimedia metadata, the this, the that, the statistics, the branding, the propaganda, the lip service, the oversell of a career. I love comedy. All things are comedy. Jokes and jokes. Jokes are jokes. And, you know, everything in my life is comedy. And all things are comedy to me. And the a joke is a joke. And I stand by my jokes. And ever since I can remember, I always wanted to be a comedian. And comedy is in my blood. And it's this and it's that. And it's everything to me. And if you take it away from me, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to blow my fucking head off. I'm going to hang myself. and shoot myself. Like, the extent in which comics align with being a comic when it's like I don't know from my own experiences I didn't even I never knew what the hell I was doing to begin with I certainly don't know what I'm doing now and it's by the grace and the seat of my pants that I fly you know God's been good to me he made my dumb ass pretty funny capable of you know writing crafting a joke some natural ability to perform on stage you know fairly humorous characteristics though you know devastatingly handsome as well and you know, these tools that I use and, you know, to a greater or less extent, I strive like anyone. But it's all been just a complete fucking mystery to me to begin with, right? Sometimes I listen to these comics, they go on and on about how ever since they knew they heard a laugh, they wanted to be a comic and this and that. It's like, I remember just being a humble slice of pie, like watching the greats do their thing and just being like, yo... Like, that's in my heart. I identify with it. I understand it. But I really don't know if I can do it. I mean, that's not me. I can't do that. 
even though it's like calling to me or it just it makes sense to me get so swept up in the identity of it i am a comedian knocking over mic stands like a fucking klutz you know part of the game as well man you ever be on stage and the mic cuts out you know that's an awkward situation you have to find a way to cover it up gotta find a way to roll with the punches make a little laugh out of it all these little fucking things and you know when you get so I am this I am that I am that the more you try to scream to the world that you are something the more it seems they want to push you away. So it's like not to play their game is the message. Now, I know for what it's worth. Here I am. A relative unknown. This isn't so much advice as as much interesting thought that's on my head. I mean, you could think or do whatever the hell you want. But, um... Yeah, I am spitting my thoughts, and I don't know. I just see a fault in being so heavily identified with that image because it's all changing, and people are trying to take it away and disrespect it, and the best is just, like, drop it like it's hot. No explanation needed, motherfucker. You know what time it is. This is what I do. I told y'all motherfuckers from the, from the start. You know, I'm working, wearing the old pork pie hat today. You know how it is when I wear this little baby, this puppy, you know, fitting to spit something, you know, feeling pretty groovy. And that's how you you have to step to the motherfucking mic. Yeah, can't be like a wet blanket about it or scared or overselling the idea. It just is. Hallelujah. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramtaran, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Well, that about does it for another episode of Jonathan Ramtaran, the podcast. I certainly enjoyed my time with you this year, day, folks. Certainly, um, considering what I'm going to do for the rest of my day. You know, it's supposed to thunder sour, thunder shower, so I got to go, you know, skip down the Dollarama, get a couple snacks, for loafing around later today and uh, I don't know all's bumps a daisy all the best to you and yours folks till next time hallelujah it's your old chuckle buddy guess who Jonathan James Ramcharan reporting live for duty on this magnificent May 21st in the year of our lord Twenty. 22. Monkey pox. Yeah. The abuse of absolute power and um, just the power hungry nature of the world. Many things for food for thought. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laugh, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. <laughs> Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it. Aight? Peace.